Now, you're very welcome to uh, Tree Talk episode 165. Myself and Matt are back after a week's break and we have so much to look forward to and look back on. We're going to start with the All-Stars Limerick breaking that record. We have three Limerick sides in, in Munster action. We have Kilmallock, Munger St. Paul's and Caroline. We'll look back on the Munster football last week where Newcastle got a famous victory. The Mona Gay ladies football team are in a Munster final this weekend. We'll look back on the under-21s and there's a Junior B Camogie final. Look forward to us, so do stay tuned for all that and more. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. No, Matt, uh, I won't even ask how you're doing today because we have so much to get through, but my, I might give you a brief mention. How are you today on, on this Friday morning, later than usual? Um, I, I, I'm reasonably good in, in, in the circumstances in, in that um, I'm slightly annoyed, more than slightly annoyed today, Jack, as you'll find out during the, during the broadcast. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on the warpath today. Yeah, I think I know. I think I know what it was. But look, we'll start with Limerick's um, All Stars. Twelve broke the record. I know you're still not going to be happy about one notable admission, and it's fairly obvious who that is. But we'll go to the team: Owen Murphy, Kenny in goals. Then you have Sean Finn, Conor Prunty, Waterford, and Barry Nash. The next eight players are the next eight. Yeah, are all Limerick. That middle third that we dominate so much: Jamie Burns, Declan Hannon, Kyle Hayes, all winning their second award. Burns and Hayes, second general. William O'Donoghue and Dara Donovan get their first awards. About time, a lot of people will say. Then you have last year's Hurl of the Year gets his second in a row. Keane Lynch gets a third. Keane Lynch is obviously Hurl of the Year elect. We'll find out that tonight. And Tom Morrissey gets his second in a row. Tony Kelly breaks up the Limerick dominance for, for a brief period. And then Shane Stranigan and Peter Casey got their first awards as well. Um, we won't start with the obvious uh, um, omission because I know you're going to get there. But how deserving of Limerick are those 12? And it could easily have been 15 as well. Well, Jack, um, you included um, were laughing at me when we had this discussion a number of weeks ago. Now, how many All Stars should Limerick get? And I said fifteen. And yeah. I, I, I was, I, I was deadly serious about it because the three that are omitted, you, you could, you can make compelling cases for all three. Absolutely compelling cases. Um, you know where I'm going to start. Um, that, that there is nobody will tell me, Jack, that Nicky Quaid was not the best goalkeeper in 2021. Yeah. I have no doubt whatsoever about it. Um, none, none whatsoever. And 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 like, is it that his contribution is again gone under the radar, or is it there's politics and shenanigans going on with this with this selection process? I, I don't know, but I'm 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 seeding, Jack, 
that that Nicky Quaid is not getting his second All Star. Absolutely, he had an absolutely fantastic year, and like, you know, Jack, I I just I just don't get it. I, I I just don't get what the process is, and you know, all this thing, all this thing about um about um. Um, the number that that counties get, and we, we're we're all hung up on this, and and Cork are very hung up at the moment because um, I, I was talking to somebody close to the scene there yesterday for a considerable amount of time, and they're very very annoyed that having got to the All Ireland final, um, that 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 they didn't get an All Star or two, you know. They got to the All Ireland. They got to the All Ireland final, and they were beaten out the gate. Let's call a spade a spade, and they were beaten in fifteen positions, you know, yeah. by 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 a super team. And and um, like I, I thought, this marking the fiftieth year of it, um, it, it was time to be magnanimous. We had a super team, probably the best team of the generation, and they should have gone in in block. Yeah, I think the Nicky Quaid thing is, um, and we we're talking off air, like in 2018, it was between Owen Murphy and Nicky Quaid. I thought Owen Murphy was, was better in 18 than he was this year, and Nicky Quaid was probably as good as he was. I thought it was fair to give it to Owen Murphy in 18, but I think, as you said, Nicky Quaid was definitely deserving. But I do think <laughs> 12 is an awful lot. I think 13, even though they all deserved it, I think 13 would have been an outrageous amount of All-Stars to give, even though you could make that case that Dan Morrissey was far superior than Conor Prunty. I think it just goes against him. He didn't start against Cork and Tip. Um, as fullbacks go, Dan Morris is the best in the country and he is by a mile. Um, Tony Kelly, I think if you were going to give it to a forward outside of Limerick, I think Jack O'Connor from Cork probably, or Pat Horgan had a better case than Tony Kelly. That's my that's my opinion on it. Um, I think Tony probably only had four games and they were going to the quarterfinal again. Patrick Horgan and Jack O'Connor got to an All-Ireland final now. Could have been Aaron Gallant as well. So you could make the case for the, the three Limerick boys. But I think, yeah, Nicky Quaid is definitely the obvious omission. I think it comes down to the fact that Limerick had got so many out the field that they just didn't want to give Limerick 13, which you can understand the reason and why, but it probably isn't very fair. But moving on from that, just in front of no, me. No, no, I have a point to make about it, Jack, about this, this, about this process. Go on. Yeah, there's, tw- there's 12 Limerick players and they're picked in their positions, the positions that they occupied for Limerick. Now, are we picking the best players in their positions in the championship? Or are we picking the best 15 players that were in the championship? Because there, there is a difference. And here's where the difference comes in. You mean to tell me that Angelan isn't the better corner forward than Tony Kelly? Oh, yeah, but it comes so, Tony Kelly does. So, what are they doing? They're, they're kicking out Angelan and they're accommodating Tony Kelly. Like, Tony Kelly should be contesting with Willem O'Donoghue and Darrow O'Donovan. Yeah. You know? And if, if if he wasn't good enough to get it there, leave the corner forwards to those that played at corner forward. You're right, you're right there about Jack O'Connor, although he had a very disappointing All-Ireland final. Yeah, but... That, that's the... They're playing Tony Kelly in a position. I don't think I ever saw him playing right corner forward. He doesn't play midfield either, though. He plays with nine on his back, but he kind of has a free roll. I can see where you're coming from, but I can also see why they have a player like Tony Kelly put in there. Now, I personally wouldn't have put him in. I would have definitely had Patrick Horgan and Jack Connor, who played in the inside forward line all 
I, I, I wouldn't I, I disagree with you there on, on that. Uh, um, uh, like they, they, they were they were seriously beaten in the All Ireland final. They were found out, Jack. I know they were, but like when you're coming no, and and and, and, and there's no there's no greater fan, there's no greater fan of Tony Kelly than I am. Absolutely, I think he's an absolutely superb hurler. Absolutely, possibly if you're talking about in the country, I only second to Keen Lynch. <coughs> Yeah, but but I, I don't get it, and I don't get the exclusion of Dan Morrissey. And I'm look, I'm not being um, being green eyed or green misty eyed today, or any any that sort of thing. But like, like a bit of pragmatism has to come into it. Like if if if, if you were going for a fullback, Conor Pronty or Dan Morrissey. Yeah, but it comes down to the season they had. Now I think Dan did have a better season, but. Uh... Well, Dan, 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 Dan was suffering from injury in the early part of the season. He had difficulty in shaking off injury, and like that, that can happen to any player. But by God, when he came on in the Munster final in a difficult, difficult situation, Dan hit the ground running. Yeah, <coughs> stabbed in the Munster final, stabbed in the All Ireland semi final, stabbed in the All Ireland final. Oh yeah, hey, Dan you ask yeah, what? Que- what more questions can you ask? I know when Dan Morris is on the field, he cleans up, he he'll destroy anyone that comes in his way. But I can I can see it from both sides. But look, Nicky Quaid, Dan Morris, Aaron Galan, um Morrissey and Galan are double all stars. Nicky Quaid on his one, he should have probably three at this stage. But that's beside the points. I think it was very important that for Barry Nash, William Donahue, Darrell Donovan, Seamus Fanagan, and Peter Casey that they got a first. That whatever happens in their career from now. They'll finish with at least three All-Irelands, but they'll have that All-Star as that individual recognition. And I suppose specifically for the two lads in midfield, Will Dunahoo last year was robbed. Like There's no two ways about it. Yeah, I'm de- de- delighted, to, delighted to see Will Dunahoo get, get, getting his All-Star. Um, like Definitely, you know, um, when we were anticipating last year, I didn't include Will Dunahoo in the All-Stars because I was second-guessing what they would do um, mm. in, in the selection process. Um but like we did make it clear that in our view that he was he was um he he, he was certainly worthy of an all star. Delighted for Darrow Donovan because the 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 the, the pre announcement perception was that he was going to be a Limerick player that would miss out, which I, I thought would, 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 would have been would have been extremely harsh because will we ever forget um, uh, Jack the performance that Darrow Donovan put in in the All Ireland semi final against Waterford? Incredible. Absolutely, just simply incredible. But uh, Darrow Donovan is one of those players, Jack, that his his contribution um, game on game very, very often goes un- unnoticed. As does William O'Donoghue. As does William O'Donoghue. But these guys have been totally consistent. So I'm absolutely delighted for the two of them. Delighted for Barry Nash. But what, what a transition for Barry Nash. From from a free scoring minor corner forward wing forward to an all star corner back, yeah, it, 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 it gives you a sense of 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 the magnitude of the job that John Kiley and his management team have have done in rearranging their forces and in finding their best positions for 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 these lads. And you must remember, Jack, in twenty twenty. Barry Nash must have been very, very close to an all-star as well. I was just about to say, it could have been his second all-star at cornerback. So I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. Delight, I'm, I'm only concentrating on the new, the new players now because I have, 
Um, Seamus Flanagan, delighted to see him getting his his first All Star. Like he 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 was on fire, yeah. absolutely, absolutely on fire throughout the campaign, and we 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 we, we possibly got an insight in 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 into the importance of Seamus Flanagan to the whole entire Limerick system. Because when he in eighteen in twenty eighteen he was outstanding. He suffered a dip of form and was in and out in twenty nineteen. He's back in twenty twenty, twenty twenty one and it's it's um like it's more than a coincidence that when he's around we win the All Ireland, you know. So um oh, so it, it gives you a sense of you know, the, the, uh, the pivotal role he plays. As for Peter Casey, absolutely thrilled. Nothing more than Peter Casey deserves. And, and you know, um, we wish him the best and the, the speediest of recoveries with, with, with his injury at the moment. And um, the, the, this, this is some consolation because he, 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 was, he, he was heading in, in the All-Ireland final for an absolutely, uh, uh, could be only described, Jack, as an extraordinary performance. Yeah. Had he had he had he stayed on for the full seventy minutes, like um, like he, you know, what he had done uh, while he was on the pitch was just simply phenomenal, and um, absolutely delighted for Peter Casey to get his All Star. Yeah, it might help with the the rehab a small bit, just that little bit of um, individual recognition. And I suppose then one man that we well, there's three men that we'll have to pick out because. Obviously, they were to tonight. Um, the harder year, we're looking at the harder year one way or another on that on that page. <coughs> Kyle Hayes or Sean Finn. Now, I think we agreed unanimously that it is going to be Keane Lynch. Um, there's no two ways about that. And I think we talked enough about Keane in the past. And, and Kyle Hayes is right up there and um, was incredible all year. But for Sean Finn, for a cornerback first to be nominated for harder year, says an awful lot about the player. But four in a row, like, is the most consistent harder in Ireland. He's just the best cornerback that I've ever seen like he's four in a row like doesn't show any signs of stopping I saw a video they did during the week he does everything at his leisure it's kind of like Virgil van Dijk in soccer for anyone that watches and um, never seems to be kind of put to the pin of their collar just is so well so like aware of the game good at reading the game they never have to push themselves like Sean Finn have you ever seen a cornerback like him I haven't, Jack. No, no, no. And I've been watching him. I've been watching him up along through <coughs> underage with Brough and through schools, and and all that sort of thing. And uh, absolutely, just just a phenomenal player, a guy with a f- fantastic attitude to, to to the game. And as you said, Jack, I think you really nailed it there. Um, he, his reading of the game is is absolutely incredible. It gives him a head start, and 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 of course, cool as a, compo- a cucumber, like and and um, he he's coolness personified, which which you really really need back there. And he 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 just he has he has an absolute. Uh, he seems to have an innate um, appreciation of of um, what is happening around him, but also of what might happen or what may happen you know so he's the complete cornerback now Jackie Cheryl was on record in 2020 on on the Sunday game of saying that Sean Finn was the best defender in the country now as distinct from the best cornerback the best defender in the country and I, 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 I find it very very hard to disagree with that because uh, and I'm talking about defender now Jackie Mm. Because pound for pound, 
And and we have some fantastic defenders. There's five of them. They're all stars out of six. And there should be six. But um, um, Sean Finn is the complete defender. He's the complete cornerback force, but he's the complete defender, I think. Yeah, and if there wasn't a certain Keen Lynch floating around, there's a really strong case to be made that Sean Finn is the best out-and-out hurdler in the country. But we spent 16 minutes talking about the All-Stars, Matt, there, so we might move on. Before we go, we've a comment in here from the young saying that Sean Finn should be heard of the year. Now, I don't know if he, he wants his, uh, whoever he is to be revealed, but I know the young could be talking out for Mungret this weekend, and we'll be talking about that game in a minute. Before we go to Mungret, we'll start with the, the senior championship, and we have the clash in Kilmallock and Middleton this Sunday in the two Skellic grounds at quarter past one in the Munster Senior Club Hurling Championship. Um, it's been a long time waiting to see Kilmallock since uh, they won the county final against Patrick's well. An awful long break, Matt. Middleton will be waiting, I think it's at three weeks, but Kilmallock it's about seven. I suppose we'll, the first five, ten, ten minutes will tell a lot in this game. It will, it will, it, it, it will. Kilmallock are bound to... Um show a certain amount of rustiness in the early stages. It's been a very, very long break, but um, Kilmallock are adaptable, as, as as we saw during, particularly during the concluding stages of, of, of the Limerick Championship. Um, now, it, it's going to be a very, very tough um, uh, assignment against Middleton. Um, I, it's, it's not the first time that they met <coughs> in the Munster Championship. They met, um, I think it was in 1991. They drew in Kilmallock and, um, in, in, in the first day. And um, uh, the perception was that Kilmallock had lost that chance. But lo and behold, they went back to, to Middleton and won, won by a point, and then went on and won the Munster Championship. So there might be an omen there. I'm not saying that I hope that, that I'm saying it will be a draw or anything on Sunday. But certainly, um, if Kilmallock can get up to the pace of the game early, now Middleton are going to have this advantage, and like they they have they have been O'Connor on board as coach, who has done a fantastic job there, and who will be very very familiar with Kilmallock because of his proximity there in 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 Newtown Chandram, and um, the, the, I can expect that that Middleton are going to come out all guns blazing. And um, that, 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 that they will try and capitalize early on in any ring rustiness that, that, that may be in Kilmallock. Yeah, like Kilmallock, though, you would have said if they can continue the form. Now, again, the break will, will say so much, but they started so slowly in the Limerick Championship, like they were beaten by Napierstig, scraped over the line against Paddy Brown. I don't know how many times they alluded to that, but as the Championship went on, they got better and better and better. And they were looking like Munster champions when we saw them against a patch well. They were. They, they certainly were. And they were, were the Middleton game to come up in, uh, two weeks after that or three, even three weeks after that. That'd certainly be a spring in Kilmallock steps. But um, the, one, the, one, the one caveat that I have and the one fear that I have is, is the seven-month, uh, sorry, the seven, six, seven-week laps. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a lot of time to fill and especially when your opponents are involved in good championship, good competitive championship games. Now, having said that, like Middleton, they are coming to the Gaelic grounds on Sunday, Jack, with rich pedigree, you know, 
Um, like they, 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 they didn't win the Cork Championship the easy way. Like they had to beat champions Black Rock in 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 the semi final, and they had to beat the Rovers in 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 the, in, in the county final. So, and any team that comes having beaten two of the giants, Black Rock and 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 Glen Rovers in the concluding stages of the championship, they're a, they're a team to be respected. Now, they 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 have a lot of good young players. Um, I suppose Conor Lehan would be their their would be their standout player, and uh, a lot obviously revolves around him because, um, uh, despite his departure from the court panel last year, um. He he was certainly outstanding in 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 the county final win over Glen Rovers and you have young players then like Tommy O'Connell and and Sam Quirk who were involved with the Cork on the twenties and um, like they, they have a good sprinkling of very very good players and um, what I'm hearing is um uh, is that they're they're extremely well caught side and and. Um, I, I honestly think that the opening quarter, the opening quarter of this game up to the far, first water break, will will be crucial. Um, it 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 will give us a sense of of um, how Kilmallock have managed um, the long break, and because I, I I can see Middleton setting out to capitalise on that. Yeah, they definitely will. I suppose when you look at the Kilmallock side, they're probably the perfect blend of experience and youth and then kind of like real younger players like uh, Graham McKay, Barry Hennessy, the O'Loughlin's, even Robbie Hanley was very young at the time, but they've all been around since 2014 when they won the Munster. But then you've like Oshin O'Reilly, Michal Hulan are now 24, 25, but it was a first Munster title for them. And then younger again, Kieran O'Connor, Liam English, like there's a, there's like a real age difference between this, the team. So like the older lads will have that experience, the younger lads will have no fear and, then the Midland guys like Oshin O'Reilly and Miguel Hoolan are in the form of their lives. Absolutely, absolutely, and and um, um, you know um, they, they have. You're right. They have, Kilmallock have so many players that have been there before. Um, you know the likes of the Gavin O'Mahony's, the Party, Party O'Brien's, the O'Loughlin's, Kevin O'Donnell, um, Graham Mulcahy, Barry Hennessy. Aaron Costello, they they have all Munster medals in their locker, um, Munster club medals to go beside their Munster, you know, um, some of them have Munster championship medals, obviously as well. And then you 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 have the like of Oshin O'Reilly and Michal Hulahan, as you say, who are who are coming thundering through, not coming through, but thundering through. I suppose um, Oshin O'Reilly is thundering back to his best form. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you, you have your Mike Hulhan and the Michal Hulhan in, in, in the form of his life. Now you've you've Kieran O'Connor, who 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 put, who could possibly come up against Kier, um directly against uh, Conor Lahan, which which would be, which would be a very very interesting matchup. And Liam English, <coughs> certainly the young players that have come in this year have bedded in, bedded in really really well. And not to forget Dan Joy. Um, an All Ireland winner there as well, you know. It's it's a very very strong Kilmallock team, but the one the one doubt I have about it, and you're probably going to ask me in a minute, how do I think Kilmallock will win? And I tell you now that I do. Um, but um, that that um, it, 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 it's not going to be easy for Kilmallock. No, it definitely won't be easy. And anytime you you play a car champions in Ireland or football for that regard, it, it's never mm-hmm. going to be easy. But I. I will. I'll agree with you there. I think 
probably, it'll be fair to say Middleton will probably go into the first water break with a lead of some sort. But as long as Kilmallock can, can restrict that lead to maybe a couple of points, or even if they can go in to the first quarter um, with a lead, you'd fancy him from there. But um, I think Middleton will have to target the start just by virtue of that break. But we're both in agreement that we think it'll be Kilmallock contesting the Munster final. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Kilmallock, Jack. Yeah, that final, well... The, the Munster finals will be on the, the 8th and 9th of January, um, probably the, the Sunday for the senior final. But another team that will be looking to get to that final is Munger St. Paul's. They take on Corsi Rovers on Saturday, 24 hours um, before Kilmanov take to the pitch. We saw Munger's um, in the Premier Intermediate final Limerick, and it was probably the most comprehensive display we've seen in that championship since it began in 2014. They've been knocking on the door for a long time, so they will be des- desperate to leave their mark on Munster. Um, but they play, again, a formidable, formidable outfit in Corsi Rovers. Absolutely, a formidable outfit in Corsi Rovers. But um, you're right, um, Mungret St. Paul's really hit hit their best form in the concluding stages of the championship. I saw their semi-final win over Glenroe, my own Glenroe. And and um, they were hugely comprehensive and impressive winners that day, and they replicated it in in, in the county final. So they're, they're they're in a good space. They're in a they're a young team with with, with a couple of experienced heads like um, you know Pab Begley and them in 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 the squad. They're well prepared, but they're up against them a tough um, Cork Intermediate Champions. Um, you know, year on year are 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 very very formidable. And Corsi Rovers, of course, Jack are from the Balance Spittle area of 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 Cork. And um, Balance Spittle, of course, made famous by the moving statues um, um, back in the, back in the day. So um, yeah, they, they 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 were impressive winners of 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 the Cork Championship. It's it's going to be a big ask for Mungret, but. Um, at home in the Gaelic grounds, with which they're very, very familiar, um, I, you know, I, I, I fancy that they're going to do well. And um, the one doubt that I would have about Mungret is the same doubt as I have about Kilmallock. The break, break yeah. the long break, and and um, I, I, I think we're probably touching it later in the podcast about the schedule of championships and things like that, and. <clears throat> Limerick have done a great job, and I reiterate it again for anyone that's not still bored of me saying it. They, they, they've they've done a great job in in, um, in 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 running their championships, you know, in a, in a condensed situation. But there might be a slightly. Um, I'm hearing vibes around the county of a slight bit of downside to it, um, and we might, we, as I said, we may, may touch later on the podcast in it. But Mungra St. Pauls will suffer probably. You know, again, Jack, and I, I suppose being repetitive, um, it 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 it, um, it 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 will all come down to the first to the first um, probably fifteen minutes, and it will be absolutely imperative that Mungret get a good start, and or that they prevent Corsi Rovers from getting a very very good start. Yeah, obviously. The and why are we saying this at this time of the year? We're saying it because. It's not an even playing field. The Limerick Championships are over with six or seven weeks. The Cork Championships are just over. That's why. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's that's nothing to do with Corsi Rovers or, or Munger St. No. Paul's. They just go into their conditions. I suppose Corsi Rovers, um, obviously, beat Castle Lions, who would have been heavy favourites in the final. And Castle Lions lost last year's final 
to Blarney. So they are bringing huge pedigree. But we've seen Munger recently in the 21s championship um, get to the semi-final. I was at their semi-final against the Pearshig and they, they were 1-9-6 ahead and they didn't score in the last 40 minutes or so in bad conditions. But they're a really youthful kind of side and that innocence of youth should do well in Munster. Um, they'll be able to go out and just express themselves and not really worry, whereas the older lads in the team will probably be thinking this could be a last shot at Munster, will say. Yeah, probably a first and a last shot for him, you know, because um, it's Munger's first sortie into Munster, isn't it, in hurling? Um, they, they won the junior in 2006. I'd imagine they were in Munster that year, but I, I don't know. Probably. For maybe. anyone, I think maybe Barry O'Grady's side were probably on that team, but for everyone else, it'd be a first venture into Munster, yeah. Yeah, first, first, first venture really into Munster. So, um, you know, um, like there, there won't be a fear factor because certainly in the concluding stages of the Limerick Championship, um, they, they certainly didn't play with fear. They, they will see it as a new challenge. Mm. And uh, I, I have no doubt that their management team will have them properly primed. Liam Cronin has been around a long, long time uh, at different levels of the game and will have them properly primed. And I, I'm hopeful, Jack, that Mungrath will get a result. Yeah, I, I'd be confident that, that Mungrath will yeah. have enough. Um, I think just their, their playing style, I was talking to Liam Cronin during the week and he said they, they were ready to knuckle down straight away after the celebrations or whatever. And there's some nice young herders now. They, they do have a couple of injuries, which... Will set them back, but I think they have they have the squad depth to be dealing with injuries and stuff. And I I fancied Limerick to make it two from two in the Gaelic Crowns anyway this weekend. But of course we have another game not in the Gaelic Crowns. Um, Caroline are on the road Kildare, so to play um Ballygiblin, a team you you know a lot about. And we kind of have a munger there. It's their first venture into Munster in fifteen years, and for Caroline, it's first time in Munster for fourteen years. But the the star man remains the same. Um, Andrew Brennan was a star for for Caroline in, in their final, and he will be again. But for Caroline, they're, they are a side building. It's kind of an area that's getting more and more populated every year. This is a, a big chance for them. Um, even talking to Andrew after the county final, there was regrets there from, from 07, and they can banish some of them demons this Sunday. Yeah, that it, 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 it's, um, it, it is. It certainly is. And um, Caroline may not have the same problem that Kilmallock and Mungret uh, St. Paul said in that they hadn't the same length of layoff, albeit maybe a couple of weeks less, but it'd be, it'd be, it'd be terribly important. But Jack, make no mistake about it, they're again up against a very, very formidable side in, in, in Bally Giblin. Bally Giblin, for anybody that doesn't know, is, is, is um, the sister club of, it's the hurling sister club of Mitchellstown footballers, which would be very close to me here. And um, I would know the Bally Giblin club down through the years. And and um, they, they, they won the Cork Championship um, for the very first time. Now, they were outsiders going into the Cork final against Drum Tariff. But, but they, 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 they dug out a very, very good win. For any of us that were, would, um, were in Cork this year for the Munster on the 20, um, 20 final, um, uh, we'll recall that Adara Flynn... Scored ten points for Cork. Um, he's their main man. He, he's 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 their key man now. Um, they also had a um, they also had Mark Keane on board. And um, who is Mark Keane? Mark Keane is the man that scored um, the late winning goal for um, Cork in the Munster Senior Football Championship against Kerry in twenty twenty, and famously. Um, <coughs> propelled himself propelled himself to national stardom 
but he has he has returned um, um as as you know he was only backed in from AFL at that stage but he has since returned to to AFL although I think he, he may be due to come back if if they um, if they um, if they qualify for, should they qualify for the final now the game the game is on in Kildare which is an absolutely fine venue lovely lovely venue it's just down the road from us here and um um, uh, I, I think Caroline are up against it. If I'm honest, Jack, they're they're, they're up against it um, for a couple of reasons. In that that, that the Junior A Championship in Cork tends and has been reflected over the last few years um, to being that nice bit stronger than Limerick. And, um, uh, you know, for that reason, I think that Caroline are up against it. But that is to discount the spirit of Caroline, which which <coughs> which has been absolutely phenomenal. Like, Demin Galan has done an absolutely fantastic job um, in, in, in Caroline. Because, like, at the start of the year, Jack, when we were talking about potential winners of the Junior A Championship, I think Caroline featured in very few people's thoughts as been of as been um, as been potential winners, but here they are county champions. You can't argue with it. They did it the hard way. They beat a very 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 fancied um, Barry Brown team in 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 the semi final a quarter final. They went down and beat Pats again very very fancied in 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 the semi final, and then. <coughs> you'd have to say that they had a comprehensive win over St. Kieran's in the county final. So like yeah. they're, they're, Carolina are in a good place and they go to Kildare in a good place. Now, But it's going to be a huge challenge. Yeah, they're probably the, the biggest outsiders of the Limerick side, if, if that's fair to say. But Caroline have proved throughout the year and you went through their year there. They, they do enjoy going in as underdogs and very often they, they prove the doubters wrong, so and um, there could be more of the same this weekend. But for all the Limerick teams, well, they, like, they love they love proving me wrong all year because in, in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals, I predicted against them, and they were not slow in telling me to keep predicting against them. Yeah, so you might you might go for Belly for Belly Giblin. Uh, you're near enough neighbors. This yeah, I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going for Belly Giblin. And for. for um, I'll go for for Caroline just to go against side and to go for Limerick side. But for for the three Limerick teams, obviously when you get to Munster, like you really want to win it. But it is bonus territory in a sense that winning your county first and foremost every year is the goal. And Munster is a bonus. But when you're only two steps away from Munster title, um, you want to give it your all. Talking about teams steps away from a Munster final match, moving on from the hurling, we have a team that are one step away from winning a Munster title, and that is Mona Gay Ladies Football Team and. It would be an incredible achievement for Monagate to win. They play Castle Island Desmonds in the Ladies Football Intermediate Final this Saturday in Mallow at half three. And before we talk about that game and its own merits, and I heard I heard a lot of narrative about uh, Lockmore Castellini winning a Tipperary double and how incredible it was. And I'm not taking anything away from Lockmore. It was incredible. But for 14 of that Monagate, Monagate ladies football side, they did the exact same thing. Um, they've done an incredible role. They beat Valley Rovers in the semi-final. Um, well, they beat they beat Bell Landers in Limerick, then they beat Valley Rovers in Munster. In the meantime, they were winning Camogie with Newcastle West and um, beating Caledon in the final. So just an incredibly talented bunch of girls 
around the Monaghan and Castle West area. Absolutely fantastic and uh, absolutely de de delighted for him. And and um, you're right, it was, it was an incredible performance um, to beat the Cork champions and go to Cork into their own backyard and beat them. And um, like it, it's nothing more than the, the, this the, this group of girls, um, uh, the, Jack. They're, they're simply phenomenal. They're, they're, they're simply phenomenal. Like we, we saw their performances and successive weeks in the Gaelic grounds. First of all, with with, with Mona Gay, as you said, in in the victory over Ballylanders. When, in fairness, and um, they had to dig very deep to get the to 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 get the win, and then to come back the following Sunday with almost ten of them again involved with with, with Newcastle West Camogie. Like it's just an incredible, absolutely an incredible odyssey by, by by those girls, and I think they will go to Mallow, um, full of full of full of confidence, and and rightly so, because um um like they they have the pedigree to show it, um uh they have the record in twenty 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 one to show it, like <coughs> in ladies football, Jack, there is no easy court team to beat at any level be it inter-county or be it club and their win over Valley Rovers was absolutely phenomenal now Valley Rovers have a couple of the court senior teams and it's seeing a team in their ranks in that they're in that they've they have the Kylie twins um were in their side and and like um to come out of out of Valley Rovers Valley Rovers is in, in, in down in the Shannon um, on the way to West Cork, that's it's 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 the local club there, Valley Rovers. Um, that the, it would be the home club of a former president of the GA, Con Murphy, was a was a Valley Rovers man, and um, um, it's it's they're based in Inishannon. Um, but the the the, the Kylie sisters would would have would have been regulars um, with with. Um, Ify Fitzgerald's Cork team for the last four or five years, and I've, I've no doubt will probably be in Shane Ronan Ronan's mind um, again for the for the coming year. But um, that that gives you an idea of of, of the scale of what um, Mona Gay have achieved to get there. Now I know very little about Castle Island, I have to say, but if if there's there's um, a, a football team coming out of Kerry, be they male or female, they've got to be respected, Jack. Yeah, they do, and I was talking to. Yvonne Lee yesterday, and I just dropped a, a small a small clip of um, her talking, but she was definitely not picking up um, the, the the challenge I have. But she was saying how difficult the game is going to be. Um, I'll just draw it. Like uh, between Kerry and Cork, like the standards of football are very very high. Like, and we're a senior team playing intermediate, but I, when we're up against each other, there is no difference at all. Like we played, we actually played Castle Island earlier on in the year in a challenge match, and. They were missing, I think, a few girls and they were still so, so strong. And I know that the weekend is going to be a really, really tough game. I'm just hoping that we'll be able to put in a performance that will um, hopefully might get us over the line. But we have a huge challenge up against us, without a doubt. She's saying there that, that they played already. And I suppose it's, I was talking to her afterwards, she said it was kind of an advantage to both sides, I suppose, that played each other. But... I think it's a, it's a general team at this time of year, Matt. The pitches are so heavy um, that for Mona Gay, a team that's been on the road now, and for a lot of the girls, the likes of Grace and Yvonne, Karen O'Leary, and um, I suppose Deborah Murphy and them that was playing inter-county, like they've been on the go since probably March or April, that the heavy field is just another added, um, I suppose, 
energies sapper for a team like that. But Monaghan have shown as well that they can they can be underdogs and come out with a win. So you'll be hopeful. Absolutely, more 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 than hopeful, Jackie. I I think they have a really really good chance because. Um, like it, um, we, we we spoke about it at the outset of this segment, like about the about the spirit that we have seen and the commitment that we have seen from this phenomenal group of girls, and and um, you know, um, it's not going to be easy, Jack, but it can be done. Yeah, it can be done, and you'd be you'd be foolish to to back against them. And we didn't make that mistake with Monaghan throughout the year. We did we did back them a lot of the way, and they were. They were very comprehensive in that semi-final. They probably dug it out in the final against um, Valley Landers and against Valley Rovers. It was more the same, but if they can, if the pitch is right, they've shown how good of a, a football team they are. But they play Castle. Absolutely, they're, 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 they're an excellent football team. Um, excellent football team, and and um, like Monique are not going making up numbers, Jack. No, I'm just saying that they can do it either way. So. If, by some chance, there is a, a nice um, field that isn't heavy that they can play both ways. But if it needs to be dug out, they can they can do that as well. So the best of luck to Monaghan in the Munster Intermediate Ladies Football Final this Saturday in Mallow at half three. I suppose there's probably something in the water around that part of West Limerick because Newcastle West got Limerick's first win in 13 long years, Matt, in, in the Munster Championship. They beat the Nair 8-6 in the cast last weekend. It was far, far from a classic. I was on the field afterwards. It was very soft, and that's no disrespect to Newcastle. Every field this time of year is soft, but the main thing was getting the win, and they did just that. Yeah, and then uh, the prevailing conditions were appalling, Jack, sure. Um, you know, and I suppose you're on the risk of that at this at this time of the year, but like it, it's, it's certainly a monkey off Limerick... Um, um, clubs backs, you know, um, you and I, among others, were talking with um, with Jimmy Lee and 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 um, Ian Corbett only last night. But I I got a sense, and I, I, you recall, I put it to Ian Corbett, um, I uh, um, that that um, a sense after the um, that the um, winning the county championship and spoke with a number of players on pitch side afterwards. And and um, whilst they were delighted to obviously win the Munster Championship or the Limerick Championship, um, they just saw it as a step on the journey because um, there has been a sense um, around Newcastle West football, and I have detected it very very clearly over the last couple of years, um, particularly last year and this year, that. Um, they, 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 there was a sense of unfinished business with the Munster Championship, because I, I remember, um, I, I was in commentary actually on it in 2015, when when they went to Clanmel and did everything but beat commercials, Clanmel commercials, um, in on on the day, it took a late rally from I think they were about six points up, going into the concluding stages, <coughs> took a late rally from the commercials. To knock them out, commercials went on and won the, won the Munster Championship. Like they went to Mallow last year to take on Nemo Rangers, who are the competition specialists, not only Munster but All Ireland clubs specialists up there with Cross Midlane ahead of Cross Midlane actually. Um, and like they put, they put, they, they, they again, um, it, it, they were beaten last year it, it, in many ways in controversial circumstances. 
Um, and um, like Nemo Rangers went on to win, it went on to win the Monster Championship. So that that has <coughs> been a sense among the players anyway. I that I detected anyway that they really, really wanted to have a go at at, at Monster and um, like um, ce celebrations for winning the Limerick Championship were going to be shot terrible. Um, the focus was going to turn very, very quickly. Very often when you talk to players after winning a county final, they're caught up in the euphoria of winning the county championship. And, and um, sometimes when you when you mention Monster Tom, you know, they, they, they switch off. But um, certainly not. I, I, I honestly thought that Newcastle West just saw winning the county final this year as as as, as a step in, 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 the, in that journey. Now, they had to do it. And um, the, the one thing that that disappoints me is, but they, they've, they've just got over the first hump of it anyway, is the long break again, Jack. And I, I don't want to be happy on it today, and I'm, but it has to be said because it, it, it is a disadvantage. And like they 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 had a six week break whilst whilst um um the Nair just had a two week break. So and and if if, if you recall last last Saturday, Jack, there were certainly signs of rustiness in the early stages with Newcastle West. Um, because um, it was certainly in denier that started the brighter and adapted to the conditions quicker. But um, once once Newcastle West <coughs> got that out of their system and, um, you know, and, 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 and got their, some sort of rhythm going, and I say some sort of rhythm because to get any rhythm going on a day like last Saturday was a miracle. Um, the condi the conditions were so poor, um, uh, you know, and I, I I think they comfortably won it. Now to say it points to six, it was the type of score that you would expect on the type of day that it was, and it 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 it, it was um, a dig it out game, and 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 they dug it out, and um, uh, let's hope that that will go some way towards recapturing the type of forum that they showed in the concluding stages. Of the, the the of the Limerick Senior Football Championship, because we we've discussed it ad nauseum here in this in this podcast about the Limerick Football Championship, and um, and and particularly Newcastle West and 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 Jimmy Lee admitted it last night that, that they were lucky to get over the lining against Galway, which they were damn lucky to do so. Um, but once um, Father Casey's came on the horizon in the second game. Um, uh, there the, the was certainly a new focus in, in Newcastle West, and and from there, their the, the, the championship challenge and their successful championship campaign really, really took off. Because I suppose <coughs> there's nothing better to focus a team than than your arch rivals and your great rivals coming down the tracks, and um, that that was the day that I think that the Newcastle West challenge took off, and measurably improved game on game. I, I, I saw I saw the the quarter final jack which were not entirely dissimilar to last Sunday the conditions were absolutely atrocious in McNeville Park the prevailing conditions now let's let, let, let let's differentiate between the conditions of the pitches and oh, yeah. and the prevailing conditions that that has to be said now and it has to be said last Sunday that the Newcastle West pitch held up very very well but it was the atrocious prevailing conditions of of wind and rain that day in McNeville Park against Clahan, it, it was dire, absolutely dire. And and I was hugely impressed 
hugely impressed with the performance that 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 Newcastle West um, put 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 on that day. And like, if you like, Jack, this this kind of bad weather seems to have dogged Newcastle West because the conditions um, last Sunday weren't dissimilar either to to the county final. Like it it wasn't played in ideal conditions, you know. So yeah. what what do we do? What will we do when they go to Tralee next weekend? Hope for wind and rain. Maybe I I think I don't know if it's I don't know if it's from playing Bally's team, but there's there's certain teams you play in that senior football championship, and you just think that that bad weather follows them. Now it could be coincidence that usually championships played later on in the year, but there there are some teams that you just think oh, oh we're playing X Y and Z. It's going to be rain. It's going to be miserable as such. I don't know if Newcastle are one of those teams, but they seem to have thrived in the rain this year. And as you said about the pitch, Newcastle, it's one of the best fields in Limerick. It was just... Absolutely, absolutely. You know, consistent rain. And we have a storm to deal with. The likes of Kilmallock and Munger and Caroline will have had the storm during the week, which will definitely disrupt preparations first and foremost. But the pitches, you'd imagine, are scale of grounds is the pitch you want to play in. Um, lucky enough, Munger and Kilmallock are there, but Caroline will be in Kildallery. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that is. But for Newcastle, just getting that win would have been huge. You mentioned Clan Mill and Nemo, and just to get so close, and for players like Ian Corbett and them that have been there for so long, just to get that win, there probably is a weight off their shoulders going in to, to Austin Stacks, and we'll talk about that game more next week, of course, Matt, because we'll be leading but, into... But, but if I could get back for a second, not cutting across you, Jack, about the win over the Nair. Um, when, when we were reflecting here after the county final um, on um, who, who we thought the standout players of, 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 of the... The championship were. Um, I, I certainly felt that Keane Sheehan was the standout player in, in the Limerick Championship this year, and, and you must remember that that um, that Newcastle West defeated the Nair without Keane Sheehan. Yeah, he he he, he was out injured, but hopefully that the, the prognosis is good and that 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 he that that he will be back on board um, for the for the game against Austin Stacks. But also, um, Seamus Hurley yeah. sustained a very very serious injury there in the game against against the Nair. Now, <coughs> Jimmy Lee has confirmed that you you know that he he's coming along well, um, but we would like to send our good wishes to Seamus Hurley for a very very speedy recovery. And he certainly will be missed in, in, in Newcastle West's challenge for Munster Honours. Yeah, I was just about to make that point about um, winning without Keane Sheehan and obviously sending our best wishes to Seamus. And he actually injured himself in tackling. And it's just like he's that sort of player. He, he, he goes for everything like he's a very physical kind of player. And it's just very unfortunate. So we send our best wishes to Seamus. But as you said, Jimmy gave a positive update on him. His season is over. But sure, look, at the, at the end of the day, he, he's making a recovery. And that's. That's all that matters. That's um, what's paramount, Jack. We'll talk in, in, in depth about the Austin Stacks and Newcastle West next weekend. But I asked Jimmy last week, kind of in passing, but for you, a throw in who's going to win? Is it going to be Kieran Donnelly or Michael Mahan? Who would you be betting for? Um, Mark and Kieran Donnelly. Or just from the throw in? Because I'd imagine we'll see the two big men in from the throw in. Who wins that primary position, first of all? I don't know. I can win. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't win. I would say Kieran Donnelly probably has a bigger leap, but Michael McMahon, McMahon is a stronger man. But he's a, a stronger man. Yeah, it's a fascinating contest. But it's only can I, can, I, can I say Mac won before wanting? No, it's it's only a tiny little subplot in the grand scheme of things. But we'll we'll talk in depth about um about that next weekend. 
Um, we obviously have a Junior B Camogie final this weekend, and I can't say I know I know too much about it, Matt, but it, it's St. Aylby's versus Dune. You know a little bit more about it than me. Um, again, to be playing Camogie this time of year, conditions will play their part, and we've said it so many times, but there's one lady in particular in St. Aylby's that's got a lot of attention anyway. Touch on her there. She got the, the crucial goal in the Junior B football final. She'll be looking through the same in the Camogie. She will, and we're, we're talking about 62-year-old Pauline McCarthy, and I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning her age. It has been mentioned often enough now, and she's been the subject of a lot, <coughs> a lot of limelight. Um, but, 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 but what all this is overshadowing, Jack, is that she got a goal for the ages. It was a cracking goal. Now, I, I put it to her after, you know, that it was the best goal she scored, which she disagreed with me. She said she had a good few better. I would love to have seen him now. It was absolutely fantastic. But she she's an absolutely phenomenal sports person. So just imagine a jacket at 62 years of age. She's done it all. Like, Pauline McCarthy lined out with Limerick in the 1980 All-Ireland Final. 1980 All-Ireland Senior Final. The only time that Limerick got to a final and were beaten by Cork after a replay. Pauline McCarthy has two, listen to this, Jack, uh, two All-Ireland Senior Clubs Ladies Football Medals. Senior Ladies Football Medals in 78 and 79 with Newtown Shandrum. I, I thought I, I didn't ever think there was a football in Newtown Chandram. No, and, but, and you playing against Carton in that Ireland final the year after. But it is a fact. And she was a double All Ireland Senior Clubs medal winner in 78 because she won the, the football with Newtown Chandram and she won the, um, the Camogie with Bally Grand. So, like that, that's that's not today or yesterday, but to think that she is still around and that she's performing at the level that she's performing. Now, after the, the, the game against Drum Broadford, which Elby's won in, in the in the junior football, um she did she did um, openly profess that that um that uh, that Camogie was her first love. So um like wh what we have here now is um Two emerging teams in the final. <coughs> there is a narrative going around, <coughs> which 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 I've heard very very often um, in 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 the course of the last two months or so, that Dune should not be in June or B, that they were too good for it. Which to me is a nonsense because um, you 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 know you have to win your grades up along. Now they have an exceptional an exceptionally good team and um they would probably be strong favorites um to to um to go up and it, it's 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 nice to see the ladies in Dune coming along now in tandem with the with the men folk. And um I, I know you you're you're going to refer to Dune in in, in a few minutes in, in the context of of the recent developments of last Sunday and the under twenty one final. And and um, uh, and they, they they probably will start favourites, but can you be favourites with somebody like Pauline McCarthy in the opposition ranks? I don't know. It, it's dangerous <laughs> with a player like that. Just to say that she played in in seventy eight. There's an awful lot of people 
that were born in 78 that careers are well over so to say that she was in the middle of her career and then and still going strong it, it's a credit to her first and foremost um and to the yeah. club and, and everyone involved but as pj carroll said um good luck to all to, to all the limerick side in action this weekend and uh, we'll be hoping for good games and that the, the weather won't be too much of a factor which you've spoken about in, in great deal so far before we go on to dunes under 21 win um you uh, you had said earlier that um there's just some people saying about the midweek competitions that the 21s has pushed the midweek with people in colleges and stuff like that and look it, it, it is disappointing but i suppose it's very difficult for people organizing competitions to play many other time of the week with so, with the fixtures so condensed i was wondering what was your opinion on it jack i i, I see both sides of this argument now, and people have contacted me about it and have mentioned it to me and been saying I should be shouting from rooftops about it and all that sort of thing, um, about players having to come from colleges as far away as Galway, as far away as Dublin, to play under-21 um, midweek games. And, and, and I, I, I buy into all of that and, and, and I can see where, where people are coming from. But um, on the other side of the argument is... and. Um, Somebody that I was speaking with in the last two days um, made made a very very good point to me, um, saying like that um, uh, the part that Gaelic games play in our lives, um, w- w- we didn't fully realise it until they were taken from us during the pandemic, which is which puts it probably all into context. But pro- um, I suppose precedent and everything goes out the window when when we're in the middle of a pandemic and and um, I, I can see where Limerick County Board are coming from. And uh, again, I have to say they've done an excellent job in 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 in, in, um, in the way that they have organised the fixtures. But um, certainly, I, I'd say going forward, and um, we're certainly into the era of living with this pandemic. And if all the early signs of, 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 of the new strain, um, uh, what the scientists are saying about the new strain, that it's not as serious, as, as the previous one or as current stroke previous one, it may become that little bit easier. But um, we, 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 I, I would expect in 2022 that we would be reverting back to some level of normality. And um, this congestion and condensation that we've seen of, 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 of competitions and the championships at the closing end of of, of, of the year um, may not be the issue that it was this year and because I, I, I can see um, <coughs> we, we, we were getting a crash course of under 21 hurling and football in normal circumstances um, the under 21 championship would be played starts in February played right through March and normally finished in April so that you you you, you, you wouldn't have the problem of dual players at the back end of the year when when um the under 21 football would 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 be getting a free run so i would be expecting that we will be reverting back to something like that or hoping that we will be reverting back to something like that that's if the split season doesn't say that that can't happen but i think it should be up to counties to make their own decisions, and that—that's another point, Jack. And and I, I'll come to it in a minute. Um, we 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 we've the county convention coming up in the next few days, and and um, um, you 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 just wonder why do we have it, or what's its relevance? Um, but but um, I I'll, I'll reflect on that later. But um, 
Yeah, I, I would be hoping, and I, I can see merit in both arguments. And I, I think, like the Limerick Championships, Jack, they've been a huge success. And they, they've been a huge success because, A, Jack, there was a plan put in place for running the championships. It was adhered to. It was ambitious, but it was adhered to. But secondly, Jack, and thirdly, secondly and thirdly, they can go collectively together. You had buy-in from the clubs and buy-in from the players. Which was absolutely, which was absolutely huge, because you couldn't have pulled pulled it off otherwise. But I, I would certainly like to see a return to some level of norm normality, because the level of congestion that we have had at this this end of the year, you know, um, it takes a toll on everybody, even in ourselves, trying to cover it, Jack. Yeah. As you said, I can see that... The, and a young fellow like you and I am having pity for as well, you know. <laughs> I can see the argument from both sides, as you said. Personally, for me, I thought it was great having games during the week that something to go to. But there is probably, as we round towards Christmas, you'll probably be thinking, I actually wouldn't mind if there was no games on at this stage of the year, that there has been so much packed into such a tight period of time. But after last year... Um, you give anything for these games. But I do think it's very difficult on players that aren't in Limerick to be getting home during the week. Now, it's fair enough. They probably all come home at the weekend to get their washing sorted and to have a nice dinner at home and, and stuff. So, but to come down during the week, then you can see it. And you, I suppose player welfare is the big thing. But for the year that was in it, I don't think it was it was, it was too harmful to the players that um, that they had to play during the week. And, we might move on. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the point I'm making, Jack. I agree with yeah. you totally. That's the point that 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 you know, um, all everything goes out the window when you know all convention goes out the window when you have um, when, when you have something like a pandemic, you know. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, as you said, it might it might be be coming to an end that we'll we'll just have to live with it, and that's certainly the way I've been approaching it. But on Dune, they got to play at the weekend. They played last Sunday against um, Napiershig at 319 to 114. Three in a row for, for Dune. And I was talking during the week, I, their time in senior has to be coming, Matt. And there's one man in particular that is leading the charge, and that's Adam English. And we'll, we'll talk about him in a minute. But outside of Adam, who I imagine we're going to see with the senior team next year, um, looking through their panel now, Chris Thomas, Carmel Crine, Chris Burkery, Keena Donovan, Bob Purcell, Eddie Stokes. Moss Lynch, who was the goalie for that minor team, was at wing forward, and Jack Ryan got a double, was joint captain of the team. Like, there's some team for under 21s. Um, a lot of them will have one three in a row, an awful lot of them have already played for Dune. And on the grand scheme of things, Jack Ryan even mentioned it in his in his post match interview with John that like the goal is seen is a senior title, and they can't be too far away from that. Uh, they cannot, you know, and um, I, I spoke with Paddy Coleman after, who has who has managed them, managed them for the last six or seven years, and has done a phenomenal job, and um, including the three in a row. It was the, you know, it was the first thing he said to me, if we could only convert it into a senior title, you know. So, like, certainly, um, <coughs> the building blocks are being put in place, um, Jack, because um, uh, the, the like of these players are going to catch up in their playing careers 
with, with the Richie Englishes, with the Dara O'Donovans, with the Pat Ryans, with the Barry Murphys of this world. Um, so, like, it has to be only around the corner. Owen Mack, another one of them. Um, it has to be around the corner um, before they make the breakthrough. Now, we've been saying this for a while, but um, they're certainly, from what we saw last Sunday, the, the manner in which they, they, they won the game... Um, and, and finished the game in particular, like it, it was hugely, hugely impressive. Um, and you you mentioned players there, um, and um, again, and, and you in particular have have mentioned it a number of times during the year how impressed you were with with Chris Thomas, and I agree with you. And I I I I, I think he he added to his growing reputation last week. Now he, he normally plays corner back or an odd time wing back, but he was playing full back. And 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 was quite solid. Jude Cormac Ryan at centre back was 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 huge. Got a got a got a couple of points. Um, Keno Donovan and Chris Berkrit midfield very 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 strong. And um, you had Eddie Stokes centre forward. Now Eddie played centre field for quite a bit in in the senior championship this year. You had Bob Purcell, um, who looked very 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 sharp. You you had um, your Jack Ryan as you said got a got a couple of goals um played singer this year i have one name admission uh, oh, oh, Go on, we, we'll talk about him head of english 111 um well, 111 116 from clay you jack you can't argue with it all all i all i can say jack is it was a privilege to be in the Gaelic grounds last sunday to see adam english playing hurling yeah, and you don't want, as I said this loads of times, you don't want to hype up um, the man too much. He's only 18 years of age. You said it to me, and um, before in these other three years, at this grade, um, he could easily pick up four or five titles in that time, the way Dune are going, but he's just an incredible talent. Um, and Absolutely, hopefully... an incredible talent. And um, we, we, we did mention during the during the year, and I was reminded, uh, I was reminded twice on Sunday by people from Dune, um, one of them added the rider um, that uh, when when we mentioned during the year, I made the, the remark that thank God that, that Adam English was a Limerick man. Um, they reminded me of it, and um, one of them added the rider that thank God he was a Dune man as well. Yeah, so. it's very very handy for Dune, but like um, that that they're going they're going to win a county title sooner rather than later. That is just going to happen. Um, I suppose. They'll just be getting over the line because they've got a couple of finals there consistently in semi-finals and they have players like that coming through and Adam English could be that difference maker that player that takes him over the line now we saw him this year he transitioned very well into the senior ranks but there's there's more around um all of those players you mentioned that played in senior ranks um yep. absolutely well. and of course he, you know he, he he's his initial years now and in, in first one or two years at senior level like he he will be finding his feet although he found them very well this year but um <coughs> he was very 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 closely policed after after his performance in the opening round this year um he was very very closely marked uh, space was at a premium for 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 um for Adam English, but um, you know, uh, like what I saw about him last week was the amount of area he covers. He's he's extremely he's extremely difficult to mark. Um, if you allocate a man marker to him, by God, his tongue will be outside his head before in half time. Nearly trying to trying to get around after him, or 
you know, or if you kind of do a sort of a zonal marking on him, I, I, I don't know. Look, but he, he has a skill suite, Jack. That, that, that that's, that's only second to Keane Lynch, and that's 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 saying that's saying it all. Yeah, I think he's very like Tom Morrissey, the yellow helmet, the wing forward, the work rate, the shooting is the main thing. I just think he's so accurate, like Tom, and hopefully they'll be able to play together next year. And we we'll see Limerick as early as January. It might be a bit too soon. There's no harm giving another few years with the underage team, but we will see him in, in John Kiley's plans um, sooner rather than later. And as I said, we'll probably see Dune um, lifting the Daily Cup sooner rather than later. Um, you mentioned the convention there in passing a few minutes ago. You wanted to talk more about that. Uh, yeah, you know, um, what has been worrying me for some time and, and for considerable time, I've been around this game a long, long, long time, Jack. And... Um, I, I, you know, I'm worried about conventions. I'm worried about, you know, why have them at all? Why have them at all? Because like the last couple of conventions, Limerick County conventions, I don't think there was any motions. <coughs> I'm around long enough to remember spending long, arduous hours inside in Sexton Street at county conventions when there'd be anything from up to 40, 50 motions on conventions. On, on um, the convention claw dealing with all sorts of things from championships, you know, structures, various, various things. All which was, Jack, mind you, in keeping with the charter of the association and on the founding principles of the association, that it would be from subsidiarity, from, from the bottom up. But now what have we got? Like, we, we've got a situation where it, it, it appears to me that we've been handed down diktats. Where is the role of the club? We've been handed down diktats. Now, there's a committee put in place to, um, to, to decide the future of the football championship. That was decided, Jack. That was rejected. And what are we doing now? Are we going down the same road as the politicians? When the politicians conducted referenda on Europe, if they didn't like the result, what would they do? Bring it back again and hope and get a different result. But everything has been handed down from the top. Where is the role of the club now in the formulation of policy? There are three officers now, Jack. Three officers of county boards who are no longer elected. They're appointed, mind you with the behest and the blessing of, of headquarters. Where is the democracy? All right, there can be an argument, Mayor Jack. You, you, you appeared half stunned. Yeah. But, but this is facts. Yeah. There's an argument maybe for appointing a, a secretary because there's a huge workload. But we're gradually eroding, we're, we're gradually eroding the say that clubs have. Children's officer no longer elected. Development officer no longer elected, appointed. What's going to be next? Do the clubs realise what's happening? Their say, their input is being eroded. I remember conventions when every possible position nearly for many years were contested and you had a much healthier association. We won contest. Lo and behold, we won contest at this year's convention because Jim Enright's five years is up and there's a vacancy. 
we have a convention. We have a we have a, we have a contest. Like where where is all this going to stop? I think it's time that the clubs mobilize and reclaim back our association from bureaucrats. It's gone too far, Jack. But it's, it's important you say that because it's it's a community organization. At the end of the day, it's kind of a, a family, and, and it, it starts with the clubs and it ends with the clubs. Every single announcement yeah. um, from retirement, you'll hear you'll hear that sentiment. So hopefully, um, but Jack, we we were a community organization when, 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 with the outbreak of the pandemic, mm. because for the clubs that were mobilized and did an excellent job. Now the GA did an excellent job and worked to the forefront in the response. To, to, to the pandemic. But I don't want to see the role of the club further eroded. I want it to stop. I want it to be reversed. Like these, these high-powered um, high um, committees in some, such and such a one out of such and such an organization, such and such a one with letters A, B, and C, and D after his name and all this sort of thing, deciding policy. Yeah, it was never intended like that. The men that sat down in, in, in Turles in 1884 never foresaw that. And like I, I can maybe be accused of of, 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 of of living in the dark ages, but we had a far healthier organization, in my view, and far, far greater input um, in, in, into the running of the association when we had healthy contests, healthy conventions, when, when people had a say, <clears throat> like the chain of command was you brought your motion to your divisional board, it went from there to the county board, it went there from the provincial, and it went from there to, to, to Congress. All gone. What say has the ordinary fella that sits in the corner at, an, at a club AGM? None. What say has his club? None. Has to stop, Jack. Yeah, it's important to highlight issues like this because it will it will affect everyone in the grand scheme, scheme of things and Competition is always good if you want people competing for these places because you don't want people elected with no opposition because you, you don't know what they're about then. But I suppose it's good just to, to start start spreading the word to people that mightn't be aware of this. And as you said, hopefully the, the clubs will have more say because they deserve to have their say. But we might move on before we finish. I'm, I'm a knight today, Jackie. Excuse me for being a knight. I'm a knight over Nicky Quaid, so everybody's on the firing line. Yeah, I might just finish with um, a, a nice topic, if you don't mind. Um, and I think we, I'll just check now that you're still in thinking that Keane Lynch is harder of the year and he'll be awarded that tonight. Yeah, I, th I think he will, yeah. yeah I, I think just... he will. And there, there, there can be compelling cases for the reasons that we said that can be made for Sean Finn and, and, and for Kyle Hayes. And I think that I think Keane Lynch will be will be nominated hurler of the year. And he's, he's, he's nominated for Sportsperson of the Year as well. Yeah, I just saw that Sportsperson Award announced a while ago. But to be fair to Kyle and Sean Finn, probably any other year, they would have been very worthy hurling years, and they are this year as well. But Keith Lynch is just on a different planet at the well, moment. But... I, I, I just look back on, 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 on the two goals that Garrod Hegarty got in the All-Ireland final at crucial stages. And, and, and Keith Lynch's input into both of them, Jack, was... Yeah, outside the six points he scored in, in the final as well. <laughs> different 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 planet, Jack. Yeah, and um just before we before I be finished, I was just putting together like a piece and all these Limerick players have won because it's it's staggering. But this was this was Keen Lynch's lot so far for the twenty five year old and that's 
that's not counting the heart of the year award he'll win tonight. So three All Irelands, three Munsters, two National Leagues, two under twenty one All Irelands, two Munster under twenty one All Irelands, two Munster Minors, um, twenty twenty Munster Heart of the Year, two Limerick Championships with Patrick Swell, two Fitzgibbon Cups with Mary I. He'll be there again this year within UIG. Two Harty Cups. I think he won his first one when he was maybe 14 or 15, third year. He's three times All-Star now, two times under 21 All-Star. He's hurled the year in 18. He'll be hurled the year again in 2021. And 2021, All-Ireland final man of the match. For what a classic collection for a fellow who's he, probably only halfway through his career. He's only starting, Jack. It's, have you ever seen the likes of him before? No. And I'm, look, there's, there's people arguing with me as, as late as a week ago for the remark that I passed that he's the best hurler of all time and I stand four, four square behind it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine that there was a player as talented as him first and foremost and he, he makes good use of that talent um, leading Limerick, obviously, mm-hmm. to three All-Irelands. But look, if Kyle Hayes or Sean Finn are the, the men standing with the Hurley Year Award today, we won't begrudge him. Um, no, we, certainly not. We certainly no. won't. But it just they'd, seems like they'd, they'd, team, they'd be worthy winners, but um, I, I, I have a sense that it's going to be Keen Lynch. Yeah, it just looks like it's going to be Keen Lynch, but um, it just to sign the times, Matt. I suppose in 2018, Keen Lynch was the first Limerick man to win the current Hurler of the Year award. Now, I know I'm Grimes won the, the 73, the Texco award, but that's since gone. So, Keen Lynch was technically Limerick's second Hurler of the Year, the first in the current format, and we had six all stars that year, and we'll say. Before that, we maybe had three in the previous six or seven years, or previous ten years, probably. And yeah, they, absolutely. Like, we, 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 when we got an all-star, we thought we were in heaven. Yeah, like, I think back Foley got one in 01, then you had Andrew mm. Shaughnessy, Brian Murray, and Ali Morn in 07. And then Richard McCarthy, 13, and Shane, Shane Sickey, and Shane Dowling in 14. Shane Dowling. So that was maybe six in the space of 12, 13 years. Then we actually got six in 2018, and now we've doubled that. Um, um, and we were, we, were, we, were, we, were, we were inclined to blow about it, that we yeah. had six, and now we've doubled it and we're not satisfied. Yeah. Um, we've come Brito, a long way, Jack. <laughs> Brito Dwyer says uh, Key Lynch is better than, than Shefflin. Um, I, I, I don't know about that. I think I still think King, King Henry is the best of all time, but Keane Lynch is still halfway through his career, so... He'll oh, God, Jack, thanks be to God you're saying it at the end of the podcast, because I'd be desperate and I'd uh, argue, arguing with you about that. Yeah. Um, I stand we'll, over we'll, Keane Lynch. Yeah, we'll see. He's he's only halfway through through his career, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, but um, three three Munster Hurling Championship games look forward to this weekend. Kilmallock, Mungert St. Paul's and Caroline all in action. We have that Junior B Camogie final between St. Aylby's and Dude. And we also have Mona Gay in the Munster Ladies Intermediate Football Final um, against Castle Island Desmonds on Saturday. So the best of luck to all those teams. Uh, again, many thanks to you, Matt. Next week, we'll be looking forward to Newcastle and Denier. We might get around to doing that um, Senior Football Championship Team of the Year. Um, I haven't forgot about that. Um, but again, a huge thank you to everyone for tuning in and we'll be in touch soon. So thank you, Matt. You're welcome, Jack. The impression the game we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights. 
friend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy, 